Welcome into another awesome episode of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. I'm Clay Sweet. To my left tonight, across the table, Jeff Lysette. Jeff, good to be uh, in your presence tonight, brother. Yep, uh, kind of been doing it by phone the uh, past couple episodes, but now we're back in person. We're getting uh, get some uh, normalcy back in our life. Yep, and we have a loaded episode tonight. Three great interviews with guys really at the uh, top of their games. Uh, Greenville Christian, Ocean Springs, and Jones College. Uh, when you look at these, Jeff, not a whole lot of losses on <laughs> this list uh, tonight. And so a lot of fun. Batting lead off tonight is going to be John Reed, McLendon, Greenville Christian, as we've mentioned. They just have one loss. Uh, almost every poll, poll that I've looked at, whether it be uh, whatever classification, they're number one in the state of Mississippi from a little 3A private school. That is dynamite, just a cool story uh, to follow, and it was certainly cool to be able to catch up with the head ball coach up in Greenville to hear more about that story. Who do we have batting in that two spot tonight? Yep, we have Ocean Springs head coach Blake Pinnock. Uh, who has the Greyhounds on a roll. I mean, they've uh, – you know, I think they played this past Thursday. They played a couple, like, Thursday night games this season, which is kind of odd for high school. You know, we're coming in uh, to this season, which everybody's Friday night's under the lights. But it seems it don't matter. Any day that ends in why, the Greyhounds from Ocean Springs has been putting on a show. They have been rolling, Jeff. When I mentioned those high school polls, you're not going to look that's, very that's right. far under Greenville Christian before you come upon Ocean Springs have been dominant down here in the South. And I think Coast football, I mean, since the beginning of the season, has had Ocean Springs ranked number one, and they haven't left that spot, and there's no reason for them to right now. Yep, they roll out in those Jumpman uh, <laughs> Jordan uniforms, and they uh, represent the Jordan brand and, and style. Number three in our lineup tonight, Coach Steve Buckley with Jones College. We talk about polls and ranking. They're number yep. one, uh, not in our state, but number one in the land when it comes to community college football. And they're preparing for the 91st edition of the cat fight, Jeff. And he took some time game week. He didn't find us to be uh, too big a distraction, was able to carve out uh, 15 or 20 minutes for the podcast. We appreciate Coach Buckley doing that. So we've got a loaded episode. Uh, we're ready to rock and roll. Sit back and enjoy Season 7, Episode 7. At Owen Law Firm, our clients trust us to provide the highest quality legal counsel to achieve the best possible client outcomes. We are committed to understanding our clients and their goals and bring skill and experience to achieve success for them. Located in Popperville, Mississippi, but serving all Central and South Mississippi, our firm's offices are easy to find and accessible to our clients. Call Jansen Owen at 601-746-5201. That number again is 601 601- Seven four six five two zero one. Jansen Owen. We're pumped now to be joined by head coach of the Greenville Christian Saints, John Reed McClendon, and thank you, Coach, for taking time for Jeff and I this evening. Hey, listen, man, thank you so much for having me on. Coach, um, I know it's been an awesome year in a lot of ways, but y'all can't play football over the last couple weeks, so kind of describe to our listeners what what that scenario has been like in middle of uh, a couple games dropped in your schedule here. Yeah. So, you know, we, uh, 
you know, we, we definitely got off to a good start, uh, but some of the some of the results of that, the product of that has been uh, over, the, you know, the last few weeks we've had a couple of schools that have called and, uh, you know, and, and basically just cited, you know, health concerns, uh, feeling like that, you know, that they're just not on the level to, you know, to, to come down and play. And, uh, you know, so just, just excited, you know, health and safety concerns for their kids and, uh, you know, which, which is, which is understandable. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly can, I mean, we, we've been there before too and had, had few numbers and, and felt like, you know, if we lose anybody, our season could be really different. And, uh, so I certainly understand that, but it has been a little frustrating because we're, you know, uh, like you said, over the last couple of weeks, we've been, uh, we've been, uh, having to sit on our hands a little bit, you know, uh, so we, we get out and, and practice, but, uh, you know, it, that, that's tough when there's no payoff at the end of the week. Coaching a lot of polls and there's quite a few, I guess, high school polls now, which is pretty neat, but, um, number one in a state, whether it be public or private school, how cool is that from, from your perspective? I mean, you're a guy that just answered, uh, that question by saying, Hey, we've been kind of in those shoes before. So how cool has all this, uh, been for you? Man, it's been pretty incredible, you know, just, you know, just really special to see how, how it's all worked out. Um, you know, that was, that was something that we, talked about uh you know throughout a little bit throughout last year and then uh coming into the season this season is you know we we really liked our group felt like we had a you know really good group of guys man special group of guys and uh so that was you know that was something that we had that we had sort of looked at and said you know that that's a goal that we can have out there let's you know we want to go play the best competition we can find and uh and see how we measure up and uh and so to be you know now in this position where you know like you say in, in a lot of polls uh you know we've we're you know we've got they've got us at number one uh, in the state regardless of uh you know regardless of uh, classification or uh league affiliation <laughs> so uh you know man it, it is just uh really a dream come true for for a guy that graduated from Greenville christian and uh you know just uh ha- had dreams to to coach, you know, at uh, alma mater, and uh, and you know, and and be a part of, of building something special, uh, you know, to be in this position now, and it, it's a dream come true. Coach, y'all are the defending three A M A I S champs. What's the difference uh, between this group and some more time together than than last year's team? I mean, you win a state uh, title in any classification or any grouping it's a, a special year so kind of the walk us through the differences between the two groups yeah um you know i think last year we uh there were a couple things uh you know number one obviously uh we were very limited with the time that we got with these guys uh you know during the summer we just you know i mean a lot a lot of the uh a lot of the guys that we that you know, that were on last year's team, uh, were, you know, sort of into the summer, uh, you know, even into, even into like fall practice that, you know, the end of July or first of August, uh, you know, coming in because of, because of district, you know, closures and, uh, and then in football season cancellations. And, uh, so, you know, obviously there was, you know, there was just, we were very limited, so I think the first thing is just a, 
just the knowledge of number one, our, our playbook and our scheme and what we want to do on offense and defense. Uh, number two, uh, knowledge of each other, you know, just playing together, having time on the field together. Um, you know, that, and those, those two things are critical, you know, for, for good football teams. You want to, you want to know your scheme and you want to know the guy next to you. And, uh, you know, and know how to play together and, and, and the ins and outs of all that. So, you know, I, we've definitely seen just the time uh, has, has played a major factor in us being better. Um, you know, I think, I think also the weight room has been really big for us. Uh, you know, we've had a, we had a good just, you know, starting with the spring last year uh, after basketball season getting back, you know, in the weight room every day uh, and, and just being consistent in there. Uh, our, our, our guy, Justin Levy, who's our strength conditioning guy and uh, assistant coach, man, he, he does a phenomenal job. And uh, he, you know, really, we're, we're, we're bigger, uh, I think, uh, you know, just bigger and stronger, more physical. And, uh, man, it's, it's, made, it's made a real impact on, on, on the brand of football that we play. Coach, a couple times during that answer and there at the end, you mentioned brand schemes and then um, – you know, you get a group of, of what I've seen this called online of, of all-star players. You certainly look at, what are y'all, Coach, 35, 36 on the roster? Is that around, yeah, right? Yeah, And I mean, That's right. And you're looking across it. I don't think it's a stretch to say maybe eight, nine, Division One, or at least community college players, and that may be underselling. But getting all that uh, to come together, Coach, um, it'd be easy to have some egos and this thing maybe not look quite as good as it does at this point, sure. even with those uh, good players. I mean, the chemistry and all that goes along with it had to be pretty good, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that, and that was that was always going to be, you know, something that it hinged on, right, is that you got, you got these, you know, you, you, you got an opportunity to – allow these guys to, to come play football. Right. Um, and I mean, so that was, uh, you know, that was something that, you know, was, was neat to be able to do, right. We we're playing, our association is still playing. We've got an opportunity for these guys to not have to sit out a year and miss a year of ball. And so that was really big for some of them. It, you know, some guys that already they're you know, their name, they were already sort of on the map and on the radar, you know, for, you know, for college recruiters. And, uh, and so, you know, for them to have, you know, have that opportunity was huge. But at the same time, like you say, when you have, when you have some big time players that, that already are sort of established in other places, um, I think that it, like you say, it would be, it would be really easy uh, to have guys come in and be worried about themselves and their numbers and have egos get in the way. And man, when that happens, it doesn't matter what kind of talent you have that can, that can really create havoc and uh, and and keep you from being a very good football team for sure. So uh, that that's something that it, that's probably one of the most special things about this group is the way that they came together, that they bought in to what we were selling. You know, as you know, we have an opportunity to do something really special here to to make a positive impact on Greenville and the Delta. You know, to to have something positive in the in the news you know every every week um you know something something good that that people can rally around and uh you know and so i mean we had a we knew we had an opportunity to do something special but they've had to buy in and believe in that and 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 man love each other and 
and, and have each other's backs. And, and a lot of them, like you say, a lot of them have gone from, uh, you know, playing maybe both sides of the ball uh, at, where they came from, and now they're having to take a little different role and maybe just play one side. And we had some of that, and we've had guys have to sort of uh, find a new role, and maybe they're, you know, maybe they're not the star anymore, you know, and they've had to, and they've had to just settle for one side of the ball and, and, and playing a little different uh, role or whatever. And, you know, to see them do that and be unselfish and be willing to be willing to do whatever's best, you know, for us to have the best chance to, to be as good as we can be, has been pretty special. You don't always get that, uh, you know, as, when you, when you start talking about, you know, competitive sports. That's awesome stuff, man. The legendary sports writer in our state, Rick Cleveland, I think, has done an incredible job of uh, kind of chronicling this story. And, and then in his article recapping or capturing what went on with Oak Grove, he described um, Chris Bell, a guy, man, look at these numbers, 24 catches, but 10 of them have gone for touchdowns. That, that'll jump out at you. But it described, sure. dude, to some of y'all's cramping coach that he actually came in and played defensive end some late in that game. Did I read that correctly? Yeah, that's correct. You know, a guy that has, has played basically no snaps on defense before that game. I think maybe he had, he had gotten in uh, for a couple of snaps, one other game at safety. Maybe we had like a helmet come off and he had to run out there for a play and then come off. I mean, he just doesn't practice on the defense side of the ball really. And, uh, but man, he, he's, he's absolutely capable. He's a big physical presence. And so, but it's, it's still impressive to see against the team, a program as good as Oak Grove is to see Chris get in. And not only did he go play defensive end, but he, he had a couple of like really big time stops and, and was in on a fact that, you know, late in that game that sort of helped put the game away. You know, I mean, he didn't just go play it, but he went and made plays. And so, it's it's pretty impressive to watch, even even when you're around him every day. You know, still to see that uh, is pretty incredible. Coach, when you've got uh, DJ Smith as your trigger guy, and then Bell out wide, you've got Stewart at your linebackers position, and Elam. Like when y'all are ones versus ones in practice as as a coach, and I know you've got some coaching experience, but do you kind of sit over there and have to pinch yourself at times? Like, what is this looking like ones on sure. ones in practice? Yeah, absolutely. It has been, man, uh, first of all, there have been a lot of years where, you know, we're, we're, we're struggling to, like, we may have, you know, 20 at practice and we've got a couple coaches, you know, standing in somewhere uh, playing a spot for us to be able to go 11 on 11, right? I mean, there's been a lot of years that have, that have been that way. Um, so <laughs> just to not only, you know, being able to, to go 11 on 11 every day at practice, which is, which is nice. But then having those kind of kids out there, yeah, you absolutely do. You stand and look and, and say, man, you know, that it's pretty wild. Um, and it, I tell you what, it has been, uh, as a, I mean, I, as a guy, I, I call the offense. And so to have to go against, it's been as challenging of a year, uh, trying to, trying to have, uh, good success and get our offense any confidence in practice, man. The defense, uh, there are a lot of days that they kick our tail. You know, I mean, those, those cats over there, you know, you start to JD and, uh, and Elam out on the outside and then, uh, 
Jaheem Grant, who is our who's our corner opposite of Elam, is uh is another. I mean, six one, you know, one hundred and seventy pounds, just long frame. Uh, and they make it really tough, you know. It just they make it really difficult on us. So, uh, it, you know, there there have been a lot of we we have some really fun uh, competition at practice every day. Coach, your only loss comes against a Collins High Hill High team out of uh, Georgia. Uh, a huge school out of Georgia with with great success going uh, this year. A lot of teams, uh, a lot of times, you'll learn as much from a loss as you will these wins. What did you kind of learn about your club and that loss? And then the mentality of your team. You talk about uh, the practice and and what that's like. Does that kind of prepare them for for a Collins Hill or an Oak Grove when you're going to see some uh, really good talent and some deeper teams than y'all can roll out? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that definitely has, has been really beneficial to us, uh, at practice every day. And it, and that has, it's absolutely been key for us to, to have that competition at practice that, that makes us have to, you know, it's not easy where we have to face adversity every day. We have to be able to fight through it. We gotta, we gotta, you know, sometimes slow down and, uh, and figure things out, you know, when, when one side of the ball is having a really good day, it makes the other side have to, you just have to, Learn how to battle through adversity and, and 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 be able to kind of focus and lock in and, and play the next play and uh, so that that's been critical uh, you know to Collins Hill uh, that I think obviously you know some sometimes you do sometimes you you know you need losses here and there to to do a couple things not only uh, to make you appreciate the win a little more you know um, but also. It, I think that allowed us a moment. I mean, we, you know, we had since since DJ and those guys uh, showed up on campus last year. Uh, I mean, we we lost, you know, we lost to Tri County the first game of the year last year, and then ha- had not lost again <laughs> until Collins Hill. And uh, so, I think sometimes you need that to help you have to reassess to, as a little bit of a wake up call to say, hey. We, you know, we've got to continue to get better. We're not there yet. We, we're not as good as we would like to be. Um, you know, let's, what, what can we do to, to continue to be better and uh, be more prepared to compete the next time we step on the field against, you know, against a team like that? So I, I think that that, I think it was good for us as a program to have to, have to kind of take a step back and, and, and reassess and, 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 and figure out some things that, you know, we really, some weaknesses that, that we needed to work on, you know, that, that got exposed against a really good, really quality Collins Hill team. Coach, I see in uh, your your byline or in your tagline there on Twitter that a uh, pastor is, is high up on the way that uh, you're identified and labeled. How cool is it to be able to still be in a, in a spot and a place in this world to, to share your faith with young men? Yeah, uh, it's, it's one of the really the biggest joys of, being at a place like Greenville Christian School that, uh, you know, that, that is going to not just allow but encourage that, you know, we're, uh, that we're, you know, that I'm able to share my personal faith, right, my experiences, what, what the Lord's done in my life, and uh, just be able to share that, you know, and, and offer, uh, offer that good news to, to the young men and women that I come in contact with every day, you know, and uh, so it's you know it's one of it's one of the, I think the, the the greatest joys of of being in this position is is being able to you know being able to do that and have those conversations and 
you know, it, I mean, I, last week uh, on a Wednesday we had a we had a couple of our football players that made the decision to follow Jesus uh, for the first time, and and so like those are moments, mm. you know, yeah. when, when you see that uh, you see that within the within a within a team, and you see young kids that make a decision that uh, that that is, I mean, is going to drastically impact you know the, the rest of their life uh, and their eternity. You know, to to see that happen uh is is super special and it's way bigger than anything we're doing on the football field you know and I, so it's absolutely one of the one of the, one of the biggest joys of of being in the spot that i'm in is, is being able to to do that and see those kind of things you know happen uh, throughout a season and throughout a school year awesome stuff coach coach continued success jeff and i thank you again for your time uh this evening Man, we really appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for having us on, and and uh, it's uh, been a privilege to be on with you guys tonight. With fall and cooler weather just around the corner, there's no better time to head out to Brothers in Arms. It's Hattiesburg's premier outdoor gun range. It is located at 4657 Highway 49 South. Whether you're a new shooter or an experienced one, all are invited to shoot on the safe and family-oriented range. Go check them out and inquire about their annual memberships, hourly rates, as well as their training classes they offer. Once again, that's Brothers in Arms Outdoor Range at 4657 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg. And remember, always keep your sights pointed downrange. Hey folks, it's never too early or too late to get that spring cleaning done. Give our friends at Silver Run Cleaning Services a call. They provide Pearl River County and the surrounding areas with a professional cleaning service. Silver Run Cleaning offers tailor-made and customizable services for your commercial business, your post-construction cleanup, and your residents. Remember that Silver Run Cleaning Services. For reoccurring and one-time appointments, give Darby McCraney a call at 601-337-1721. That number once again is 601-337-1721. Let Silver Run Cleaning Services handle all your messy cleanups. We are pleased now to be joined by the head coach of the Ocean Springs Greyhounds. And Coach Pennick, thanks for taking time for the podcast. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. Man, y'all are off to a heck of a start, huh? 6-0, and averaging 43 points a ball game. How exciting is it down there in Ocean Springs about what your club's been able to put together so far? It's a it's a good time, you know. Any I think any time that uh, you know you put an exciting product on the field and you know put up a, po- a lot of points, that's kind of the game today. And uh, you know a lot of guys are really coming on, and fans are excited, community's excited, administration's excited. Um, so it's a uh, it's been a good start so far. Your background, of course, is an offensive coordinator. You've got some weapons there, so I expected the points. But the thing that kind of stands out to me of late gave up fourteen. Two weeks ago, pitched a shutout this past weekend. How important is that from your vantage point to see the defense really coming along? Well, I tell you, you know, it's it's been kind of mapped out how we uh, how we thought it would. You know, we we lost a, we lost a ton of really good football players on the defensive side last year that had a ton of experience, and uh, you know, we we felt like we we're going to be a lot more athletic this year on defense but we're going to be really young and we're going to need the offense to carry us for a while and until they got their feet under them and uh i think that uh the bye week did a lot of good things for us playing george county uh punched some holes in some things personnel wise and we made some changes and so far so good for the last three weeks 
Coach, how has your experience prior to getting to Ocean Springs really helped you? You were offensive coordinator that had uh, the pleasure of coaching Cam Akers and then Mayberry in that backfield. But then also right. you go from there and really turn a program around and pass Christian. So kind of a perfect combination for where you are now with Ocean Springs. It is, you know, it's it different circumstances. Uh, obviously with the past where uh, they haven't really had much history of winning. And, uh, you know, those guys were incredibly hungry uh, to want to get to be a winner. So that job to me, I thought, was uh, a joy to coach one of the most fun years I've had as a, as a football coach um, in my career. And those guys were so hungry and everybody was just, you know, exactly what we would do. If we told them to run through a wall that we win a game, they would do it. So really excited with them. And obviously had a quarterback in Dustin Allison that could put it, give it to some players like Andrew Moffitt and Cam White and those guys. And uh, it was a really exciting time. And then, you know, coming here, Ocean Springs is a proud program, a proud community. And uh, they they were hungry to get to the top of 6A. And so I uh, felt like, you know, coming over here that we had the ingredients to do so. Um, you know, just kind of need a little kickstart. And uh, it's, been a good, it's been a good program for a really long time. And we wanted to do some things to make it great. And the guys have been tremendous. My staff is tremendous. Our administration is great. So it's uh, so far so good right now. Coach, I mentioned Akers and Mayberry. Your combination now at quarterback, tailback, pretty special in itself, is it not? Absolutely. Uh, with David, David Humphreys and Bray Hubbard, it's uh, a lot of the same mixture of ingredients. Um, you know, our, our quarterback or our offense, I guess, works best when we have a, uh, that dual threat guy. I mean, it allows our running game to be so versatile and, uh, you know, still be able to push the ball downfield. And then with our run game and tempo that we mix in is, uh, is what I think is the ingredients you see from uh, years ago when we had when we had that type of a quarterback in our offense to uh, now with Bray Hubbard and the way he's done. You know, the same, the same, the same stuff we had last year just wasn't quite advanced as uh, we wanted it to be to be able to push it downfield. Well, now we've got that stuff, and so it's uh, it's taking it taking it over the top. Yeah, you've got a couple wide receivers. White's averaging nearly, nearly 15 yards a catch, and then Coulter's averaging up over that at 17. So that's the element, right, where you're stretching some defenses vertically. Kind of talk about that pass game to go with Hubbard's. Uh, man, I'm looking at Hubbard's rushing, 13 touchdowns rushing the football, and then Absolutely. your quarterback averaging seven yards per carry back there. Yeah, he, he's such a great runner. You know, from our wideout standpoint, you know, we, we try to – we're looking at – we're breaking down our def, our offense and, uh, you know, trying to attack a defense. We break it off into sections, right? And, you know, it's how do we how do we push the ball vertical? How do we get it to a horizontal? How do we, you know, get it to the outer third or the middle third? Those types of things. And, uh, you know – JP Coulter has a well, he has the opportunity for us to uh, stretch it horizontally and he can stretch it in that middle third area a lot and so we can move him around and do a bunch of different things and then Holton being 6'5", 190 pounds is uh, is kind of a matchup it's a tough matchup for most corners and he is uh, he's done a great job of developing his body his route running his hands a tremendously physical receiver and uh, trying just to get you know, we have the other other ingredients with our tight end and then our Christian White on the other side, outside, another tall guy. Um, just so people can't hone us on one thing. And then if uh, they do, 
and they try to stop the pass, and we're, we got two studs in the backfield that we feel like it, uh, you know, can take advantage of the numbers matchup in the box. Coach, tell us what uh, above the line means to to this program. Above the line is something that I've taken, you know, everywhere I've been. I had it at the past, and I have it here. It's something that, you know, basically, you know, coaches rip off all the things. But uh, from Ohio State years ago when I had Cam Akers, and we were able to go up there, and I spent – a couple of weeks with their staff and just kind of saw that in action. But um, the basically bottom line, it's, it's a bunch of things to it, but it's overall personal accountability. Um, and, you know, the way that you react to certain situations, the way that, you know, you're able to, you know, carry yourself and, and to, and to be accountable to the way that you prepare yourself to play and the way that you do things in the off season and that kind of stuff. It's just, overall mutual accountability to you yourself your teammates your coaches in the school and so kind of those things and there's a bunch of different things that are around it that go go through and in the off season to kind of help build that within our team and uh i think it's this group more than most others have uh really taken a, a huge liking because i mean we, we have good players but we're not star studded we only had one player on an all-star game and that kind of thing but it's we have a lot of really good high school football players and that uh do the right thing and execute our plan and uh and do a really good job with what we're trying to do in our program coach i'm not sure on your timeline of the visit and then when he was on staff but time to spend uh with coach day on that visit or was he there then say that again was coach day on the ohio state staff on your visit what kind of guy amanda I mean, I saw a special on College Game Day this past weekend that featured him, and uh, just kind of, if, if you could share being around him and what type of coach he was. He is a super intrinsically focused human being, and it is, it was evident. I got to see him in more in a more of a a coordinator role than a head coach role at that point, but uh, I mean, just a guy you can tell he is a brilliant X's and O's coach and i mean he, he's an encyclopedia of football and he the way that he understands the pass game is to me pretty remarkable and over my head but uh, i just i thought that his focus on you know the whole nick saban process part of the thing but the the how how you become a good player and how you execute you know plays not just on saturday but the way that you go about it and the steps that you take to uh prepare yourself to be able to make those plays is is what i thought was a was a mark of a really good coach and then the way he taught i thought was a taught his players was really good because it's one thing to have all these great plays and these great designs and everything else but if you can't teach it effectively to where your players can execute it better than the defense executes theirs none of it really matters yeah, it just seems like a excellent coach. I'm, I'm glad to get that from you, coach. It's all it's easier, I guess, maybe to uh, from the coaching standpoint to teach after a win. But tell us what your group, a lot of them coming back this year, learned from that loss on the road to Northwest Rankin in the playoffs last year. How important that was to y'all's off season and then the way that's carried over. I think I think that or I know that they, they the way that they learned it, it was, it was just we played a good game. We were down a bunch of players due to that COVID contact tracing and all that. But, you know, we're three point we're three points from, you know, in a last set, you know, a last minute field goal from uh from winning and moving on to the second round and then you play a team and you lose by three points. 
that ends up playing for the South State Championship. I think, you know, we learned that how how small the margin for error is. You know, and it's and when you get to when you get to that point, you know, in the in the playoffs or that point in the state, you know, state title run, that uh, there's a lot of good football teams and there's a lot of teams that, you know, have the have the uh, you know state championship on their mind. But you know, there's there's only a few that can do it. There's only a one. There's only one team that gets to do it. And so, uh, you know, if you if you really want, what are the things that you have to, you know, go through in your mind to be able to uh, execute a little bit better to do it? Because you know, we gave them right there at the end an opportunity. They they executed a two minute drive and got got the lead, and then we didn't execute a two minute drive. We were in the red zone five different times and came away with no points. Um, in the game and so those little things here and there is the difference in you know winning and moving on the playoffs and playing for a state title and then you know going home coach when you look at this team and where y'all are if y'all are going to make that that deep title type run what what needs to improve uh, from this 2021 Greyhounds version yeah, I think I think it's just the consistency in our play. Um, you know, I think we have a ton of weapons on offense. Obviously, health is an incredible importance. You know, anytime you're trying to take a title run, you got to be you got to play healthy for a long period to be healthy for a long period of time. And uh, I think for us, it's execution on offense, not shooting ourselves in the foot, which we've done a time or two, which has stopped us from scoring 50 points in a, you know in in some games. But uh, I think the the way that our defense has uh, has improved over the last several weeks is is key. You know, and so if we continue to play like that, our special teams had our best game, I thought, last week against Biloxi. And so, you know, continuing to chase to get in the overall to be the best possible team. You know, we, we, we had turned the ball over three times against Biloxi, which we haven't turned the ball over before that since our first game against Clinton. And, uh, you know, I think that's a marketable thing for us. Uh, to being an explosive offense or being a great offense is not shooting ourselves in the foot with dumb penalties and turning the football over. So being able just to take care of our performance and being able to execute our plan, if we can do that on a more consistent basis, I think that uh, we have as good a shot as anybody to uh, take it all the way. Coach, when you look at Humphreys, he was the guy that's going to play in, in the All-Star game. Your quarterback on the other side, Hubbard, it would be hard to overlook him when you're kind of checking out these numbers and then the reels he's putting out on uh, the Twitter machine. But what are potentially uh, coaches at the next level maybe missing, seeing in this young man if you had like a minute commercial for him? I think I think that, you know, I think in this day and age of, of the camp circuit and everybody's, you know, throw, throwing in their underwear and stuff and, and valuing, that, valuing that more than valuing what's on the field and shoulder pads and a helmet. Um, Bray is the ultimate competitor. He is the best athlete on the field at all times. And he is, uh, to me, to me, his marketable improvement from his sophomore year to his junior year and throwing the football down the field. And he'll make that same improvement from his junior year to his senior year. His, his ceiling is incredibly high as a quarterback throwing the football. And then obviously he is an incredibly gifted runner. Um, you know, he just never gets any negative yardage. He's always slippery and he's got that take breakaway speed that once he gets out in the open, they're not going to catch him. So, um, to me, he's, he's done a tremendous job as a junior, um, taking a leadership role on our football team and responding to us and our players, our players feed off of his energy on the field. 
Thank you, Coach, for this time and continued success. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. How do you unwind? Whether it's hunting, riding horses, or just sitting around a campfire, it's better on land you own. Southern Ag Credit can finance that land. Give our Gulfport office a call at 228-832-5582 or visit us online at southernagcredit.com. We're happy now to be joined by the head coach of the Jones College Bobcats, the number one team in the country on the junior college ranks. Coach Buckley, thanks for taking time for the podcast. Yes, sir, Clay. Thank you for having me on today. Coach, your team to say is off to a good start, probably an understatement, but tell our listeners uh, what you like about your club so far in this 2021 year. Well, it's, it's a fun bunch, Clay, to be honest with you. I mean, we've had our struggles and ups and downs like everybody else. Uh, uh, you know, you, you bring a bunch of freshmen in, and I guess because of the COVID year last year, only about a third of our team are freshmen and just – the immaturity of those kids, immaturity of those kids coming out of this COVID year has been crazy, and not just the freshmen, pretty much everybody. I mean, you got to go back and you got to look at last year. You know, no class, no school. They didn't know if they were going to practice half the time. Games getting canceled. Kids doing work from home. Um, just getting them all reeled in has probably been the biggest challenge this year for us. Uh, but there has been a lot of positives. I mean, the positive is we're six and zero. I don't think we've played a complete game yet. Uh, I, I think we're a lot of inconsistency in everything we're doing in all three phases. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can put it together for full quarter somewhere in the near future. Coach, when you look over your stats, y'all get off to good starts. Y'all are outscoring your opponents by a wide margin in the, in the first quarter. Tell our listeners how important that is and, and what you may attribute that to. Well, it's something we talk about all the time. You know, we, we usually script our first drive offensively and actually the first two or three drives. But, you know, I think it's something we preach. Let's start fast. And, you know, the second thing after that is always let's keep the, keep the gas on and let's finish the game. But, you know, I think a, a lot of what happens to us is the same thing that's happening in society right now. Kids just lose focus. And, I, again, I hate to keep bringing it back to COVID, but I think what they've been through, it's not all their fault. Uh, just the just the freedom they've had to kind of do and, and and be like they want to be and do things the way they want to do them. And you know, our motto here is just do your job. I think we've got enough good players. Nobody has to make do anything unbelievable beyond what they're capable of doing. And I think that's what happens sometimes at this level. Kids try to press too much to make plays, but uh, we've got a mature group. Uh, you know, I think they handle things well. Uh, so, you know, I think starting fast is important, but it's also how you finish, too. Coach, you mentioned um, this level and maybe pressing a bit. Uh, community college football, and I still call it junior college football, but inside yeah. of that, it's a, it's, a, it's a little funky for you coaches because you're tasked with winning but also developing kids because they want to – a lot of them want to go play somewhere else once they're done there. How do you kind of balance the two? I'm just straight up and honest with them. I tell them in recruiting, and, and whether they're on my campus or we're in their home, I know you didn't lay up in bed at night about dreaming of going to Jones Junior College. That's not your dream. 
but for some reason you're going you're going to end up at a community college or a junior college and there's three reasons a kid would go to a junior college number one he's a non-qualifier number two he's a qualifier that nobody wanted or number three he's a transfer student and none of those three reasons has anything to do with me so we are a developmental program period you can cut it slice it talk about it all you want to but we try to develop kids in three areas academically athletically and socially and that's been our motto since we we took the job here six years ago and uh, you know the goal is to get you out of here as quick as we can and we've had a tremendous amount of success uh, in academics here we've graduated I think 126 out of 132 in the five previous years and 99 of our kids have signed with four-year schools so we take a lot of pride in being honest up front Clay uh, and telling them why they're here and and you know just telling them frankly if if if, if you weren't coming to us and we weren't talking to you you would have already arrived you have not mm-hmm. arrived when you got here so there's work that's got to be done guys uh on your team that are looking to play at the next level some have already done that and, and then come back to your program or having big years when you look at your tailback coach um, Webb has 11 touchdowns, but the number that kind of jumped out at me in a, in a tough league to do this, he's averaging seven yards per carry. Tell our listeners a little bit about him. He's got a storied high school uh, career back in Alabama, but he's been good for y'all this year. Yeah, and I think, you know, when you talk about a tailback, it starts up front. And our offensive line does a tremendous job getting a hat on a hat, and then, you know, we recruit backs to, that, that, that can that can carry the football. You know, I go back to Scotty Phillips, mm-hmm. who plays for the Houston Texans. We had Scotty two years. We had Kevin Granberry for a year, who was All-American, and then LaDamian came in our fourth year here, played, uh, got out early, and signed with Florida State. Went to Florida State, had a great year there, but decided uh, he wanted to transfer and wanted to come back to junior college, which was crazy. And uh, I told him not to do that, but he wanted to come back, <laughs> and he came back, and uh, you know he's having a, a, an excellent year right now. Coach, when you look out wide, you've got a guy that's averaging uh, 21 yards per catch and five touchdowns, and Bud Tolbert. What what type of player is he? And both of these guys that I've, I've mentioned uh, won state titles in high school. He he went in a 3A state title at Water Valley. What kind of player is he? You know, Bud's an explosive player. You know, Bud and I had a long conversation after last year. Bud is very talented. Bud did not play fast last year. Uh, A lot of it had to do with his ankle. He got hurt on the opening kickoff of the season last year. It was a five-game schedule, and Bud did not play fast last year. And After we did our testing combine in the spring, and Bud popped some crazy numbers in our, you know, combine testing. I basically called him out in front of everybody. I said, Bud, if you want to take your game to an elite level, you're a good player right now, but to be elite, you've got to play fast. And on film, you've got to put film out there that's fast. And he took that challenge to heart, and he's worked his tail off. And, you know, Bud is a complete receiver. He'll block number one. He catches the ball great. He, he has great yards after catch. He has a high football IQ. Great kid to be around, uh, you know, but Bud's having a really big year for us right now. Coach, to go 6-0, and y'all are getting it done on both sides, of course. Coach Pollard and that defense, Javian Jones, Dixon, and Horton and that crew have done a good job. Tell us um, who's kind of 
showed out and, and what you think about your defense through six ball games? Well, it's kind of like I said about the offensive line. You know, it starts up front on the defensive line. And Coach Pollard, Pollard and the defensive staff do a great job of, of putting plans together and our scheme. Uh, you know, we're very, very talented on the back end. Uh, sometimes they make us a little crazy, but they are, they are very talented on the back end. Uh, we play a lot of numbers on defense. We've kind of had a, a bend, don't break it uh, philosophy, or maybe not philosophy, uh, play this year. Uh, I know two games ago we didn't get off the field. We, we didn't contain the quarterback. And, uh, but, but last week we kind of put it together defensively. I think we only played 47 snaps on defense last week. But, uh, you know, they do a tremendous job. But, again, it starts up front. you got Bradarius Lewis from Alabama, Jordan Mahaffey uh, from, from Columbia, from West Marion High School. Um, uh, I'm going by Zach, Zach, uh, Zach Causey from Madison Central, uh, Jemias Mitchell from Alabama. You know, our linebackers, K.D. Dixon and Drew Horton are playing well. Javarian Jenkins is playing well. But, uh, you know, the defense has, has, has really done a great job. Well, I think we're way on the plus side in turnovers. Uh, we've been very fortunate not to turn the ball over much offensively. But I think, you know, you look at the back end, I think Markel McLaurin had three picks last week. So uh, that we, have, we have created turnovers, which has been good news for me as a head coach and me on the offensive side of the ball. Coach, when I look at these stats, and, and like I said, I'm coming from kind of a media perspective on this, but what are the stats when you can get your hands on a sheet after a game or whether it be on a Friday morning when you're kind of reviewing? What are, what are some of the things that, that you really look at and say, boy, the, these are two or three key spots uh, that I want to see us perform in? Yeah, great question, Clay. First of all, we look at third down conversions. Uh, third down is a hard, hard down in, in every league. And you know, our philosophy is to try to keep it in third and medium to third and short. You know, we're really good in that, that down and distance. But third and long, I don't think anybody in the country is very good in third and long. Uh, that's that number one. I think that I look at all the time is field position. Have we created field position in the kicking game? Have we done our job defensively to flip fields when we got them pinned back? Or have we done our job offensively to get some first downs and flip the field when we're backed up. And I think that's one of the things that's overlooked is starting field position. Coach, I mentioned it in our open, you know, that number one ranking, you'll get a maybe a different set of eyes and, and ears on your program this week. Keeping the kids focused, uh, you've, you've kind of mentioned how tough that can be and just from week to week, but now they get that notoriety that comes with that number one ranking. How do you turn their attention quickly to the Thursday night, that cat fight that's going to take place on Thursday real, real night? Real simple. Real, real simple. I'm, I'm a straight shooter with this team. Uh, they know me, and they know I'm going to tell it like it is. We, we have a team meeting every Sunday afternoon late. We met. I told them there was a possibility that we could jump to number one uh, because number one got beat and we were number two last week. And I told them very honestly, I didn't give a crap if we were number one or number 21 because it has nothing to do with Thursday night. I don't want to hear one thing about a ranking. And to be honest with you, Clay, I have not heard one word from anybody on our team or staff mention that except through media. And we don't talk about it. This, this is the next game up. Uh, it's, a, it's a long climb to get somewhere, and it's a short fall when you fail. Uh, so, you know, I, I've said this many times publicly. 
Our number one goal is not to win a national championship here. Our number one goal is to get kids developed and get them out of here and give them an opportunity that they may not have. We're going to win one one day. I don't know when it's going to be. Uh, maybe this year, maybe next, maybe 10 years down the road. But, you know, we're going to keep doing the things the way we do them here, and that's recruiting good kids and trying to develop them in those three areas we talked about academically, socially, and athletically. And I think if you do that and you have a little bit of luck, some good things are going to happen to you. And they've been happening for y'all so far this year, Coach, and in your six years there at Jones. Coach, thanks for taking time for the podcast. It was a pleasure to visit with you. Yes, sir. Anytime. Thank you, Clay. Thank you, Coach.